Hey, 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 it's Todd Fox from Halos in the Infield. Have you ever thought of owning your own Amazon store? Amazon is making a killing nowadays. I've been hearing a lot of buzz about people making additional income through Amazon. And that's what we all need to do, especially with the price of gas soaring, food prices on the rise, and the economy taking a fall. So why not make some extra money? So there's this company I know about called Riley Ecom who can help you set your own store up without having to spend hours learning how to run it. They do everything for you. So if anyone is interested in knowing more about owning an Amazon store or has any questions at all, please call Jason at Riley Ecom at 562-455-7154. Tell him that Todd Fox sent you. Once again, that's 562-455-7154 because who can use some easy money right now and some extra money? I know I can. How about you? Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield, the podcast version with your host, Todd Fox, and the other co-host. VT, what's going on, everyone? VT is here, and we have a special guest. He's making a return trip to the podcast, and he is? Braden Oltoff. Uh, thank you guys for having me. There he is. <laughs> yeah, he's the man right now, man. Uh, he's been tearing it up, and we want to give you guys and gals out there you know, some hope for the pitching because it's not like – see, in years past, people, we've been saying – but can he pitch? And now, now we have you know guys who can pitch. I think some of the fans are starting to say, "But can Brayton hit?" You know, because the, <laughs> the big league teams a little struggling. But but we won't talk about that right now. What we want to talk about is how good he's been pitching, and we want to get an update. So first, tell us how you've been doing. It's been going really well. So uh, I started kind of last year in uh, rookie ball for a few games, and then finished up in Inland Empire. So. Going into this year is my first kind of spring training. Uh, didn't know exactly where I was going to be put or started. I was I was hoping I would start in high A. I knew there was a potential that I could go back to low A just because I'd only spent two games there. But I had a really good spring training. Uh, I don't think I gave up any runs in my like four starts in spring training. And just everything was kind of clicking, feeling good. Uh was very confident going into the year and then uh I started in high a which I was very happy about and they gave me the opening day start so that was pretty cool um I spent like the first month and a half two months up there and then I was called up to double a about a month ago and now I've just been kind of getting in the groove of things here uh but everything's been going well uh the arm feels great uh definitely been learning a lot pitching well and this season's going great yeah i saw you celebrating on that uh, post there in the locker room you you know you seem to be fitting right in with the other trash pandas you guys have a really good squad this season tell us what you've learned so far being an official trash panda because it's in in one year of being selected from Tulane. by the way you've made so much progression as a few other pitchers in this organization you're knocking on the door I mean, you're, you're, you're moving up really fast. Do you think, well, I'll ask you this first. Do you think you're moving up too fast or are you, or are you on schedule with what you want to be and where you want to be? I think it's uh, right on schedule of definitely where I want to be. Um, I think kind of where I was at in high, I was having a lot of success. And I think my first couple starts is were definitely solid up there. But then like the last four or five, I felt just, I was like, kind of dominating hitters and doing very well. So I think the call-up came at a perfect time. And then when I got up to double-A, kind of 
took a few starts to get adjusted, but then especially these, uh, my last two starts have been my best one since I've been up here. So I think the transition has been perfect. And I think, uh, kind of when they send guys up, they kind of know that there could be some adversity at first, but you just got to trust your stuff, trust the organization. And there's a reason that they moved you up and put you there. So I've been very happy with where I'm at. Absolutely. Yeah. I got a question. So first time I ever set eyes on you. <laughs> so I, I saw you for the first time ever, man. I, I really don't watch a lot of college baseball. Uh, I just don't have a lot of time. Right. Cause I'm always working. But when I saw you on that John boy breakdown, uh, I think it was maybe two years ago or a year and a half ago. I was mm -hmm. like, man, this guy is just throwing some frisbees out there. You know, I was like, this guy is making everybody think that he has sticky stuff on his fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you walk us through that whole, uh, you know, you pitching, you dominating these guys, and then the the the, the manager saying like, hey, you, you got to check his fingertips or his glove or something because this guy's unreal right now. Yeah, it was a pretty pretty cool experience. I'd say uh, that was probably like the biggest game I had ever pitched in uh, up to my point in my career, just because at the time Mississippi State was ranked number five in the nation and. I actually love kind of like big games and kind of like big spotlight. I kind of like to think that like bigger the game, like bigger the performance I need to have. Like I cut that j those games like that just kind of I bring up the intensity and that game, all my stuff was working really good. And it's funny because I will say that when I've seen the video, like I could understand maybe why they wanted to check me, <laughs> but it was literally like I had like a little like bubble in my glove because from like closing it. And I was just pushing down on the bubble to try to, like, make the pocket better in my glove. And then once I saw the video come out, I, like, at the time, I wasn't even aware that that's what I was doing. Like, like just kind of part of my mannerisms out there on the mound. So then the rest of the year, I was kind of, like, like aware that that was going on. So then I didn't, like, touch my glove as much or anything just because. But, I mean, that start was awesome. I went uh, eight innings. Uh, I think one run, I gave up a leadoff double in the first inning and then they scored that run. But then after that, I kind of just went on cruise control. And I feel like that's kind of how a lot of my starts have been uh, since I've been in Rocket City as well. Maybe like the first or second inning has kind of been a little trouble or they've been a little on me. But then I feel like as the game goes on, I kind of get into my groove and get more confidence as the game goes on. Any notable guys that you faced from that lineup? uh definitely tanner allen uh I've, he's with someone now in pro ball as well as rowdy jordan uh those two i think they're both fifth years at the time but both very talented players and both could have been drafted i think when they were juniors it, but then the covid year happened then they wanted to come back and they ended up winning the national title that year so i'd say it was definitely worth it for them to come back but that whole lineup uh was definitely very talented, especially with them winning the national title that year. But like I said, I kind of I love face like facing better hitters and better lineups. And that just kind of means that I have to be more on my game that day. So right, definitely right, that whole lineup for sure. Very talented. Well, that's good. I mean, your your college career was great and you got you drafted here with us. And, you know, you move through the system pretty quickly. Um Notable games too for or or are going to come and go for you in playing with the Trash City Pandas now in in uh, more pitcher friendly ballparks as you know once you get to AAA you know it's going to be more hitter friendly but Definitely. right now 
Yeah, but right now you're you're utilizing, you know, because last time we were talking, you said you had some pitches to work on and you wanted to work on that. And that was before you, you got the call up to Trash City. So mm-hmm. uh, what, what what have you improved on pitching wise as you face these better hitters now as you move up? I'd say uh, I'm just starting to kind of trust my fastball more. Uh, I don't overpower anybody this year. I think I've been really 87 to 90, but I throw a power, a power sinker moves a lot in the zone and just kind of in college. uh, That was a pitch. I sometimes didn't trust as much partially because maybe my defense wasn't as good behind me or we'd kind of like shift to the wrong positions. So with that pitch not being much swing and miss, a lot of times I'd get ground balls and they would just kind of go through the holes and then those runs would end up scoring. But the defense that I have behind me here in Rocket City is unbelievable with either Levon Soto or Jeremiah Jackson up the middle. Those are more. And then we also have Jose Gomez. Those are, it's probably the best infield I've ever had in my life. And with my sinker, it's, it's just like a ground ball pitch. Like as long, my biggest thing is just working on, keeping that down in the zone. And I think I've really noticed that because when it's up in the zone, it can kind of get hit hard. But as long as I locate it down in the zone, it's going to be weak ground balls. And that's that's what I've been kind of doing. I've been keeping my pitch count down, allowing me to get deeper into the games. And then um, I'd say I've been working on kind of backdoor slider to left-handed hitters. That's something I really didn't throw in college at all. It was more just uh my sinker curveball and change up but now i throw the sliders to lefties so i've been working on that um yeah if you get that working you're gonna bust a lot of those left handers in break some bats jam them mm -hmm. easy outs definitely yeah so and then also just kind of like the video and stuff that we have with the organization i've kind of i've never been a big like analytic guy or kind of dove into stuff like that but with the resources we've had i've been able to really look at like which of my pitches work in which locations. And I can kind of look at opposing lineups of their heat charts and heat maps. And then I think I've just been like really having a better game plan. I've been working with the catchers here a lot, kind of, because it is a, I, I did get very comfortable with the catchers in high A. And then kind of when you come up to double A, like I've, uh, Zach Humphreys had caught me one time before and then Anthony Mulrine, the other catcher had never caught me. So you got to kind of get in with those guys and just kind of work those things out. So that's why I kind of feel like maybe my first couple starts, we were just kind of trying to figure those things out. But now I think we're on like a really good, uh, the same page and it, it's working good. Nice. So let me ask you something, Braden. Can you walk us through the day of draft day when you got that call that the angels had selected you? How, mm-hmm. how is that day? How, how, how do you wake up and think like, man, this is the day that I'm going to get drafted. You know, the, the day that I, you know, my dreams are coming true. Uh, you know, for mm-hmm. a guy like me in high school, I've always dreamed about that, but I was never talented enough to do that. And <laughs> so walk me through it. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. I mean, so when I was at, uh, I went to Palomar, I think I've told you guys that, but when I was at junior college, I looked at the draft that year and, the money and in the rounds just didn't kind of work out. And then my junior year when I was at Tulane, it went turned into the five round draft and the money and rounds just didn't kind of work out in that. So this, the year that I did get drafted, it was kind of my third year looking at the draft. And I kind of knew like there was just no chance that I was going to go back to Tulane. Like I kind of finished my time up there. So I was deaf. It was kind of more like, I know I'm going to kind of like 
get picked. It's just like a matter of where. And I would say like, I definitely like hope to go higher, but I'm super happy to be with the angels. Uh, when they called me, I, I think it was a perfect fit. I knew the the angels needed a lot of pitching turned out they took 20 of us, which is pretty cool. So our whole draft class is uh, pretty tight and we all get along really well, but I mean, and then after that, I, when I got the call, then just seeing it on the TV, just knowing it finally came through was a pretty surreal moment. And then after that, it was just celebrating. I had a lot of friends come in town from Tulane and just friends, family, girlfriend, just everyone kind of celebrating together. So super cool mo moment. I'll definitely never forget it. That was probably one of the best days of my life for sure. So when I saw that you got drafted, I was like, there's no way the guy from John Boy Breakdown got drafted to the Angels. <laughs> like, finally, something's going our way, you know? So I was pretty <laughs> excited. I'm like, there is that. No, no way. Like, this guy is drafted. He's throwing frisbees. Like, can we get him up already? Like, <laughs> don't send him to the minors. We need him up in the majors now. ASAP. Yeah. That's what I thought immediately. That John Boy video, I'll definitely, uh, it definitely kind of got my name out there, got some people to know who I am. So I definitely everything happens for a reason i i think and i think that was definitely a good jump start to kind of my baseball career so we're glad to have you here man we're excited hopefully you know you're like you're going through every every single step that you got to go through and hopefully we see you in the major space that man we we need some young arms up here and we need yeah, it yeah that would be awesome yeah because we've seen we've seen some of the guys they've called up you know they had still seth up here jonathan diaz mm -hmm. A few other guys come through and we're, we were thinking about you the other day we're like man i'm pretty sure you know he's going to get his opportunity if not this year you know he's going to get that spring training invite next year you know he'll have a shot to maybe you know because my thing is if you get that chance are you going to just go full fledged like i mean obviously you're going to give it your all but i mm -hmm. mean are you going to be a little disappointed if they say hey man we want to start you out of the bullpen at first or are you no i mean i feel like for I'd say 95 to 99% of players, like it's more just getting to the big leagues, however they want to use you. Like, of course I love starting and that's kind of how I see, how I see myself, but actually I've kind of, I've done already a little bit of relieving this year, just cause when I, I got called up to double a and then I made a few starts and then there's actually a point where Silseth got sent back down. And then we had just called up seminaris from, high as well so then since all that kind of happened at the same time uh and then also erla came back from a little injury he had in the beginning of the year all that happening at the same time we had one too many starters so i, I actually came out of the bullpen i think two two times three two or three times after erla so they told me which day i was pitching and i still went multiple innings which was cool but i mean just that right there, that was already different. I hadn't come out of the bullpen since I was a freshman in college. So <laughs> however they need to new use me, however, the best, the fastest way I can get to the big leagues, however I can help the team get some wins is what I would do. There you go. That's the mentality right there for sure. Got to get in there. Yeah. Absolutely. It looks like you came in three times out of the bullpen because we're looking at your stats right here and you're four and four with a 2.82 ERA, 11 games started. You got to save. <laughs> you know yeah that, yeah yeah i forgot about that it's because uh that was a seven inning game of a double header and i want to say yeah and i think our starter went maybe like four innings and i went the last three and you have to since it was 
I don't know, something since it was like a shorter game, it turned in that I got the save, even though we were up like 7-0. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you take that. So you got your first save. You're only, what, how many thousand away? Or no, it's like 700 away from the uh, Hall of Fame if you were to get the <laughs> right. saves. Hey, so yeah. let, me, let, let, me, let me ask you another quick question. Um, as a pitcher, who is your famous, most famous hitter that you struck out? Most famous hitter that I've struck out. It's probably got to be somebody this year. Um, I I know in high this year we faced a couple of the like top 100 prospects. Like there's one on the Giants, their shortstop, and then one on the Mariners, their shortstop as well. I think I I think Marte on the Mariners. I. I don't know his first name exactly, but I, I struck him out one time. So that was pretty cool. But I mean, I feel like when you get to this level, like anyone that I'm facing in a game now, like has the potential to, be, to get called up, which is like pretty crazy. Like yeah. there's a lot of guys like on the Cubs organization who's in our the Southern League with us who are already up in the major leagues that are some of their best hitters that are playing every day. Like, uh, I wasn't up, but Morell for the Cubs. Yep. He's their, yeah, he's their leadoff hitter now. He started here in Double A, and I guess he just tore it up, just <laughs> crushing the ball, hitting overs and everything. And that by the time I got here, he was already gone. So I'm sure in this year and the rest of the year, I can get back to you on that question. And I'll probably have a more <laughs> definitive answer. Well, we're we're just happy with the progression right now, and and how how is the uh the Trash City Pandas, their fans and the organization treating you down there? You know, with because oh. we, we know minor leagues can be tough at times, the travel and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the Trash Pandas is amazing. We actually uh have I got to pitch yesterday on Fourth of July, and there was eight thousand people there, the biggest right. crowd in Trash Pandas history, which was pretty cool, but. I mean, it's a brand new facility and ballpark. It's beautiful. Um, definitely the nicest one in our league. Um, all the facilities are super nice. And the fans out here in Huntsville, they come out to the games. Like, even on, we get a couple thousand on the weekdays and on the weekends, it's six, seven thousand every weekend. Right. So, I mean, uh, in high, it was also fun, awesome. But I mean, the environment here is unbelievable. It definitely makes it more fun when you can go out there when you have fans, and especially we're winning here. We won the won the first half, which I think, uh, so which means we're automatically going to make the playoffs. And I think that's the first time in maybe three, four years for any minor league team. So that was definitely a really big deal. Super you know cool celebration, <laughs> and we're gonna we'll hopefully we make some noise in the playoffs down here so that'd be awesome i think it's the first time salt lake and double a the team has made it right because didn't salt lake clinch too or um well i think it was maybe like back in 2012 when they had like a good oh okay okay yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's been a while so like it's been a long time yeah so like what you guys are accomplishing is definitely being uh you know felt in the majors you know by the fans mm -hmm. you know the you know we've been talking about you know the minor leagues getting better over the last couple of years, which they have. And, uh, you know, it's something to look forward to because now we have a pipeline now, especially like you mentioned, 20 pitchers, you know, some of these guys are already making an impact this year, which we didn't think so. You yourself, mm -hmm. are one of those guys that are just blowing through the system. It's good to see, um, you know, because, uh, you know, it's going to bring balance to this club up here once the hitting gets going. But, uh, um, you know, for me as a fan, 
like I can't wait to meet you in person and the other guys that are coming through the system, like in spring training again. And mm-hmm. that's that's for me. I would you know, obviously, unless a miracle happens and and you keep pitching and like just tearing it up. Who knows? You might be here in September, but whatever. But we're thinking, man, a spring training would be nice to see you there, get acquainted with the guys. And, uh, you know, one uh, one other question I was going to ask you, you know, being in SoCal, some of the other guys that are here for SoCal, like, uh, you know, like uh, what's his name, Lorenzen. And, uh, you know, you have a bunch of guys that went locally, Cal State Fullerton. Bring in that, that SoCal vibe up here, man. How's it, how's it going to feel that day you pitch here? in front of your friends and family and then obviously the other guys that grew up here around the stadium no yeah that's gonna be amazing just because i mean i grew up in oceanside hour hour and a half away i went to junior college like 20 minutes from my house in san marcos at palomar so that's like uh, i remember when i pitched at cal state fullerton my uh junior year Mm -hmm. i had about like 50 friends and family come out for that and literally like Every time I came out of the the dugout, um, the, I would hear them yell and louder. It was it was their opening night, and I I swear my friends and family were louder than anyone else in that <laughs> stadium. So I mean, if if when I make it to Anaheim, I expect the same kind of thing. Uh, everyone kind of, which is super cool. Everyone from Oceanside and just a lot of my friends, they've always been super supportive and just kind of think it's awesome that I'm chasing my dream. They all root for me and. Like when I played uh, for, for Inland Empire in those two starts last year, same kind of thing. I think I probably had like 50 friends and family come out for those starts. So I heard them and just I feel like whenever I have friends or family in the crowd, it just kind of makes me want to go harder, makes me want to do it for them, just kind of accomplish all my dreams and stuff. And I know everyone's rooting for me, so I'm super excited for that day to come. But for now, just grinding out here in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> we're rooting for you, man. Can't wait to the day you make it up here. We're going to be there hundred percent supporting you too. Um, I appreciate so that. let me ask you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, let me ask you, what's your favorite pitch to throw? I'd say um, either my slider or my changeup, maybe depending on the hitter, but my slider has always been a really big uh, swing and miss pitch for me. It's, I say it's more, it's kind of like a fris- Frisbee slider. In my opinion, it's, like a lot of sliders kind of go like like straight and then dive down. Yeah. Mine is more like a side to side pitch because I, I also throw a curveball. So I use my curveball more as my up down. But my slider, I feel like when it's on and when I locate it, like sometimes I feel like even if the hitter knows it's coming, I can still get a swing and miss. So that's a pitch I really like. It's always been like my main strikeout pitch. And then if not that, my changeup, it's pretty much identical like movement to my two seam fastball so it just it's like eight or ten miles per hour slower so when i mix that in off the two seam it really throws the hitters off balance and i can catch them out in front and over the years i think i've just gotten a better feel and better control for it so and i'd say when you talk to most hitters like changeups are the hardest pitch to hit in baseball because everyone can hit like 100 miles per hour nowadays just because it's like yeah. so common and there's so many people throwing hard so and i feel like every hitter always trains to hit fastballs so the best way to keep a good hitter off your fastball is to throw a change up that looks exactly like it but it's just slower so i've always had a lot of success with my change up and just kind of when when you don't throw like i don't have a fastball that blows by people so i've always just kind of loved my off speed and love just kind of throwing a bunch of junk just kind of getting hitters off balance that way 
do you have a, a circle change? Is that we throw or is it just yeah, circle change? Circle? Yeah. Yeah, that circle change, man. I could never throw it. I'm I'm trying to hold it right here. Camera. <laughs> I, I can't yeah, it it's very good. I'd say like I've never really got into like a splitter or anything, just because I know like that's kind of one of those pitches that I've heard when you're like younger or even when you're older now that it can kind of put like a lot of stress on your elbow. So yes. I've kind of always stayed away from that. And luckily my changeup is gets a lot of movement still just from the circle change. So I definitely like the grip and like the pitch. So does your changeup go straight down the middle and then curves to the right since you're a right-handed, right-handed pitcher? Yeah, I'd say um, my really good ones, it's more almost like straight and then straight down, okay. like kind of like a sinker or kind of like a splitter movement okay. is when it's my best ones. But I'd say, yeah, it definitely is more like straight and then kind of fades off just exactly like my two seamer to the right side out of my hand. So, but I'd, but when it's a really good one, it's like, I'm sure it still moves to the right a little bit, but when I look at it, it's more the down downward action. Right. Yeah. So you're looking to give your infield a lot of, uh, uh, what is it called? The plays out there at night. Yeah. They, Those pitches. they tell me that they, they always like when I pitch cause like <laughs> they're all, they're always on their feet. Uh, goes, yeah. lots of ground balls, lots of contact. I mean, I, I love strikeouts and I try to go for them when it's the right situation, but, just kind of recently with my sinker, I've just been trying to pound it in the zone and the hitters in double A are definitely very aggressive yes. and my sinker isn't a big swing and miss pitch. So I'll, when they're super aggressive hitters, they'll just kind of hit it into the ground. And then that's as long as I have a good defense behind me, um, things have been going well. That's good. I think that's going to, they're going to play for you in the majors too. When you, when you come up here and especially in triple A too, because uh, you're going to need that to keep the balls in the in the ballpark. But the fact that, you know, a lot of these teams are, you know, with analytics and everything, they're trying to keep the pitch counts down. And that definitely works to your favor, dude. If you're able to get those outs, early outs in mm-hmm. bats, that's the key right there. Definitely. A lot of, a lot, of, especially I think too, like teams know how many, like I'm a strike thrower and then I'm going to be a pound the zone. So, I feel like a lot of times they're going up there pretty aggressive. So when I can get just a first pitch sinker ground ball to the shortstop or second baseman, it's really big for me. Mm-hmm. So those long bus rides that I hear about all the time, what, what are you bumping on your, on your headphones? What <laughs> are you question. playing? Okay. Uh, I, I have a pretty big variety, uh, a lot of hip hop rap, um, EDM country, reggae, okay. a little bit of rock. I, I kind of go pretty pretty much all over the place. I mean, I have a I kind of have a game day playlist that's kind of more upbeat stuff that I'd say it's more hip hop, rock and kind of EDM stuff, but usually I just kind of put uh go to my Spotify, just put it on all my songs and just shuffle them just kind of whatever mood I'm feeling. I I'm a big music guy. I love music uh all kinds of it too. Okay, because we definitely need something to, to to get pumped up for when you come to Anaheim Stadium. So no Sarah McLaughlin in the arms of an angel no, as your walk up. No, okay, no. we need something. <laughs> we need something to pump up the crowd, my man. Yeah, I I've thought about that too. Like I feel like when you pick your song, like I definitely want it to be something that I love and like. But you kind of got to pick one that like goes with the crowd a little bit too. So you want to hype up the crowd for sure. Yeah, definitely. Hey, so EDM, who's your favorite DJ? Uh, Elenium, if you know who that is. What did he play or, or her, him or her? 
it's a guy he's more kind of like progressive like house style it's more like like i kind of like all types of it but it's more of kind of like the chill stuff that you like kind of vibey that you could like hear on the radio even maybe so oh okay oh man kind of like uh some similar artists like the chain smokers like people like that i don't i don't know how familiar you are you are with like all that music but pretty familiar <laughs> okay yeah, he, he's right. a edm yeah. expert I'm the, I'm the i'm the hometown dj here that's why if you don't <laughs> if you don't know elenium definitely check him out uh, you will not be disappointed i'll check him out for sure i want to see what so elenium w- would you have their music as your walk-up song when you go up to pitch i mean yeah i definitely could they, they also have like a lot of cool remixes to kind of popular songs like they have a remix to a Halsey song that's that's really good. Uh, but yeah, definitely see like I would de- I've had like when I was at Tulane, both my walk up songs were EDM songs. But I feel like if I put that on like at an Angels game, like that's what I kind of mean. I don't know if that would go with the crowd as well. So man, I, might I don't know, to... because their playlist right now, the guys they are kind of boring, man, to be honest with you, in my opinion. OK, we need something to be hype up there because we're kind of a little quiet. We, we need something different. We need some sure. hype. OK, then when I get there, I'll, I'll bring I'll bring the EDM and get the crowd going. There you go, man. We got we need to get that crowd pumping every single time, all the time. There you go. Definitely. And one, and one last question for me, man. When you get called up, what number are you going to claim, man, if we can? So I'll, I'll, we'll put that number aside. So when you get up. Okay. Um, in high school, my number was always nine, but I don't really feel like that's a pitcher's number. So in college, I was 29. So I'd be happy with 29, maybe right now I'm 48. Like, I don't really have, like, I'm not too particular with my numbers. So okay. I'll kind of take anything, but I'd say something with a nine could be cool. 19 or 29. I feel like those would be pretty cool numbers. I think 29 is available, no? Yeah, pretty sure it is. Yeah, and I think, uh, no, 19 is claimed. I know that, but 29 is, I haven't seen anybody wear 29 in a while. No, so. I don't think I Okay. So that's yours, that. bro. We, we'll mark there we go. There <laughs> I'm going to tell Artie. Yeah, it's, it's 29. <laughs> hey, before you go, can you just tell Perry to bring you up already, man? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll call him after this phone call and let him know. All right, hey, just let <laughs> us know what's up so we can drop it on the on the Twitter. We'll break the news. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I'll make sure you guys know first. <laughs> Thank you so much, man, for your time and continued success because uh, there's nothing more we like to see than a hometown guy make it up here and a cool guy like yourself, man. I'm telling you, you're going to fit that SoCal vibe perfectly when you come to Anaheim Stadium. Definitely. Um. I was just saying, though, I spend a lot of time in the South now, but I can't wait to be back on the West Coast. I definitely miss it. The weather, the people, the beach, the beach the most. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if I play for the Angels, we'll be right there for the at the beach. That'd be awesome. Definitely, man. I can't wait to see you up here for sure. And a City Connect as well. Oh, yeah. The City Connect jerseys, too. Oh, yeah. Those, the jerseys are sweet. They're fire, I, right? I, I dig them. I dig them. Yeah, they're pretty dope. He would have fit in the picture with Lorenzen and Syndergaard yes. and Trout. I would have been holding the surfboard. Exactly. <laughs> that hairdo for sure, man. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Now yeah. now we, they got David McKinnon up there who looks exactly like Syndergaard. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. I was like, at first when I seen that, I was like, what the is going on here? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Mini <Right>. Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. All right, well, thanks for your time again, Raiden. And like I said, of continue course. success. We're rooting for you, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank Have you for having me. Um, <laughs> All right, man. Take, Take it easy, easy. man.